Hi everyone, it's Colin from Changing Minds Kent. Hope everyone is well and safe. I'm delighted to bring another guest speaker and he's a member of our Changing Minds Kent team. I'm delighted to welcome Steve. How are we doing, Steve? Hi, how's it going, Colin? I'm good. Thank I'm you. surviving, mate. I'm surviving. But how are you? You've been busy. <laughs> yeah, good. It's just been really busy over here today. So I'm just, I'm in recovery now. We're getting, we're getting to the final stretch. Looking forward to going home and putting my feet up. <laughs> Definitely, mate. Well, yeah, it's great to have you on board, Steve. So obviously you do all the hard work on the grounds, which I keep preaching. So this is episode three. Um, so yeah, we're, we're buzzing to actually have you on board. Um, so Steve, we're again, podcast world. How, how are you with podcasts? Are you quite familiar with them? This is my first ever podcast. Is it really? I mean, yeah. I've never, I've never done one before in my life. That's why I was panicking about, um, signal and things <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm a bit of a technophobe when it comes to things like that. Video games all day long, but this kind of thing, it's completely lost on me. That's absolutely fine. Well, to be, to be honest, mate, it's all quite organic and, um, I've done a few podcasts with partners, but this is all completely new to me. So it's completely fresh and we'll, we'll see how we go on. But, um, but no, Steve, it's great to have you on, mate, because I know you're extremely busy on the ground. So for everyone listening, really, um, it's just kind of we want to find out, obviously, what your role is with Changing Minds Kent, how long you've been with the team, just, just before we kind of talk about the project that you're running. Um, so, yeah, just, just kind of give us a bit of an update what your role is, Steve, and, and what work you've done over the last few years. No worries. So um, I've been with Changing Minds since the inception, which was uh, November 2017, I do believe. So it's been three years now. Um, I am the community engagement coordinator here at The Lodge, which is in Westgate-on-Sea, which is um, usually a social inclusion hub. Um, I say usually because we've had to make a few... um, adaptations shall we say recently with all the COVID-19 <laughs> having a social inclusion center at the moment isn't the most uh, pressing need so, yeah absolutely um, on a day-to-day basis beforehand my role was um opening up the center and engaging with the community with various different activities providing social inclusion opportunities um skills development anything that the community needs really um yeah so I was doing that before, but obviously now with everything that's going on, we've had to shift the focus a little bit from getting people in because obviously we can't let people in at the moment. And <laughs> it's more about what we can send out to the community, hence the Lifeware project. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's been fantastic. And as I said, for, for everyone who doesn't know Steve, I've only been with the team over, well, 10 months now. So Steve um, said runs the Social Inclusion Club. And what, what type of stuff do you do there, Steve? Like just for people that are trying to find out a little bit more, yeah. what, what's kind of the main activities that takes place? But it's more like what don't we do, to be yeah. honest. It, it, it changes. It's quite diverse, on, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's completely based on the clientele that we've got at the time. Yeah. Um, if we have a lot of, of sporty folk in at the time, then we'll do football. Sometimes we go down to Hartstown and play a bit of badminton. Um, just before all this kicked off, we'd just got back from a, um, a holiday to Pontins over yeah. in Somerset, which was a good laugh. Um, but yeah, we've done other things in the past as well. We've gone to theatres, we've gone to theme parks. Um, all of it's based on what our members are interested in. So I don't actually yeah. decide anything myself as such. It's all decided by them and they tell me what we're doing, basically. That's amazing. So, yeah, you're spotting. So it's kind of empowering individuals to make their own decisions, that whole Definitely. social inclusion kind of ethos. Yeah. That's amazing. Brilliant. So, and the kind of how, what made you, obviously, in terms of mental health, which is obviously what we're all here to talk about and promote, mm. what, what made you get involved in, in kind of mental health services and support, Steve? How, how kind of did that come about? 
Well, I've been in health and social care for 10 years now. Um, I initially got into the learned disability sector um, after a jump from retail because, you know, I wanted to do something more as actively yeah. making a difference as opposed to just stocking shelves. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, frankly, I've had the opportunity to do that. I've worked with pretty much every client group going at this point across the UK. Um, and then the opportunity came up to get into social inclusion specifically which is um, something that I, I wholeheartedly believe in. I think it's very, very important. Um, yeah. The reason why mental health is so important to me is um, I've had quite a lot of experience mm-hmm. with my family and with my friends where um, their mental health has been affected in a negative way and I've offered them support and they've offered me support when it's been bad for me. Um, I yeah. just think it's something that's really important and it, it needs just as much attention as physical health does um yeah, it's been really on. refreshing the last couple of years to see that it's it's sort of heading that way now yeah no definitely spot on and, and again thank you for sharing that mate because it's i think a lot of people you're spot on in terms of physical first aid so mm-hmm. obviously some of the stuff we do again is, is mental health first aid which we'll talk about in a few episodes time but there still seems to be a huge stigma, Steve, doesn't it? I mean, Definitely. when I worked for the local authority, you know, if you mentioned mental health, it would there'd be a massive red flag and you'd kind of be judged straight away. Yeah. Do you, so do you think that's changing now with the work that we're doing and especially what you're doing at the club? I think slowly but surely. It, it's definitely yeah. changed in the last few years from when I started in the industry. Um, people are more aware now. And I think because people are talking about it more, everybody knows someone that's been affected by it, I would say. Um, yeah. And now that people do feel more confident in talking about it, hopefully we can take steps to remedy that and help each other out. Absolutely. Spot on. No, couldn't, couldn't put that better myself, Steve. So, um, so community engagement officer or, or coordinator is your title. So kind of what is that um, kind of what's what's the kind of main aim of that role then? What are you looking to do? What's your goals? <laughs> well, at the moment, my main aim is to work with as many organisations and individuals yeah. as possible within the community. You know, changing minds, Ken, is still relatively new in the grand scheme of things. I mean, we've been going for a couple of years, but that's mainly been building up the foundations. I mean, we haven't been in this building for that long, so it's been a lot of groundwork. But now, and again, it's just timing couldn't be any worse, (laughs) could it? Or or could it, you know? The good thing about all the COVID-19 stuff and the the work we've been doing with the Lifeboat Project is I've worked with so many organisations and people that normally it would be quite difficult for me to have to go out and find them, but they've sort of found me a little bit. So yeah. that's been really beneficial and I'm hoping that those relationships will continue to grow once all this is behind us as well. Definitely, definitely. I think you're um, you're spotting again in terms of especially communities coming together and obviously with my background, the community development, community, community development, can't get my words out, um, was massive. So again, working together, you know, building partnerships, networking, helping each other out. And I think, you know, the work that you're doing and we'll discuss in a bit has is, is been really um it's kind of achieved that hasn't it especially some of the partners that you've you've worked with so yeah, I think so. um yeah no, I, I think you have mate i think it's definitely spot on <laughs> fantastic so yeah that, that's that's spot on so what really we want to have a chat about now steve is also you mentioned about the lifeboat project so yeah. what what is the lifeboat project and how did it come about well i was in a bit of a situation when we went into lockdown essentially where um 
the social inclusion center wasn't able to open for safety reasons, of course. Um, yeah. But I wanted to do something that would help the community. So it was about identifying the needs at the time. Um, suddenly people aren't going to need to go to badminton and go to the cinema and things like that. That's not a pressing need. But what was um, required was basic food provisions. You know, people yeah. people were killing each other in supermarkets for uh, toilet roll and things like that. I know, I know. It's um, I remember before it all came out and we tried to go and it was, like you said, the, the shelves were bare and people were pushing each other and, yeah. yeah, it was getting a little bit chaotic out there. But It was a mad time and but, yeah. it's not much better now. Um, thankfully, they've got the queuing systems and things in place at the supermarket. Yeah. But I think people are still very much in in panic mode which is completely understandable um but it doesn't help the situation it does mean that there are quite a few vulnerable people out in the community who are left with nothing um especially mm. ones that are you know high risk and and adhering to the rules very strictly as as rightly so um but the problem is if you've got um for instance elderly people in the community who perhaps don't have family and friends that are able to um get shopping in for them that leaves them at a bit of a loose end, and that's where we're hoping to step in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you said, so the Social Inclusion Club is based in Westgate. So, again, the, the kind of po- population for those that are elderly is quite high, Steve, isn't it? And especially Birchington. Yeah, Westgate and Birchington. Our neighbouring board. Exactly, yes. yes. So that's where we've been so, focusing a lot of our work. But it, it's the same with anything. When when you've got a pandemic going on on, on this scale, we, we said in the first week, we're just going to stick to Westgate and Birchington. But... <laughs> it's really blown up and the thing is if you have yeah. a vulnerable person contacting you from ramsgate or whatever um i for one i'm not going to turn around and say no you haven't <laughs> the capacity to do it you know let's let's do it let's help as many people yeah. as possible absolutely and you yeah absolutely spot on because again change of minds is we're a kent-based kind of projects aren't we yeah organizations so yeah. anywhere we can help given the partnerships and the support that we've developed then that's going to be a positive so mm. that's been amazing so in terms of sort of project setup so you said that we're doing a lot of work now across the whole of the, the fanet district but you've actually we've, mm. we've done a bit across east kent haven't we have you ventured out into canterbury well, i was going to say yeah we had canterbury the other day with yeah. today so i mean obviously we, we, we don't we can't at the moment make a habit of it you know i would absolutely love <laughs> to be able to travel all across kent and and help out everyone um but yeah if we can put something together and we've got um an amazing team of drivers that have been yeah out definitely and um none of it would be possible without them so de- a big thank you to all of our drivers all of our volunteers that have helped out with the lifeboat project over here because without them it's just me putting food in bags and leaving it at the front door yeah <laughs> which some people might like but yeah no it's um you it's, it's absolutely amazing i mean the work that especially you've done steve with with making all these partnerships and getting people to help out and i think i've been overwhelmed as well with people emailing in talking about um even some of the people we've helped you know just mm-hmm. contacts and saying i really appreciate that care package that package that steve and the team provided mm-hmm. and it does really hit home doesn't it steve how many people and especially people that work full-time that have to homeschool and are now looking after the kids yeah it's quite strange isn't it well you've got that and then there's all the employment crisis as well because a lot of people yeah. lose their jobs so yeah. it's a difficult time for everyone whether, whether they're vulnerable or not so if there's anything that we can do to help um at the moment obviously it's just a, a food and toiletry care package thing that we're we're providing but going forward i know you've got some plans for other things yeah, that we yeah. can offer 
um, and hopefully roll out to help people with their mental health because we're still, what, what are we now, week three this is now with lockdown? Yeah, week three. Week three, week three of, of lockdown. lockdown. And I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, Facebook's already full of mental health things and, and people are struggling because they're not getting out. And I think it's only going to get more critical as time goes on that we've got something in place to support those that need it. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're right. I think what we've, we've always said from the beginning, Steve, about the sustainability, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you, you know, especially developed this project in just under a week and we've got it to the level it has. I mean, we, we talk quite a lot about sustainability because we're keen to carry this project on, aren't we, post, post kind of pandemic. Yeah, ideally. Um, I mean, we don't, we don't want to carry the pandemic with it. If, if that could go away well. soon, that would be, that'd be <laughs> great. But I think it really does have some legs in terms of how we can support people who are on their own, um, you mm. know, who, who do need um, a care package delivered or access to a, a food bank because um, food banks are one of those controversial things really you know no, they shouldn't really exist but unfortunately they do mm. and there is a need for them so I mean it, it will just be nice going forward when our delivery drivers are able to drop up a care package and then be like hey do you want to have a cup of tea or whatever whereas at the moment they're having to run yeah the hill. yeah yeah I, and that's absolutely you know spot on again Steve um you know just the fact that we can have that interaction and again I think once we get through this we are going to build a project that is going to help with social isolation, mm-hmm. mental health, physical health. And it, it, it's quite exciting, if I can use that word. But it is. I think people are starting to see us and what you're doing especially, mate. And it's starting to kind of you know, gain, gain some traction. Mm. Um, so just in terms of impacts, have you got any kind of good stories, any case studies that you want to kind of talk about? Like what's kind of gone well in the last three weeks? Well, apart from helping people <laughs> survive. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I keep an eye on the statistics of where, of how many care packages mm. we're sending out. Um, as of today, I think we're up to we're just shy of 150 care packages now. Um, wow, which amazing! Across Thanet, which isn't bad for I think two weeks of full operation we've been doing now. Um, and those have those those have gone to individuals. They've gone to families that are struggling with again issues like unemployment and things like that. Um, and we've even done I think last I counted 12 care homes as well that we've provided fresh yeah. produce for because I know that they've had a lot of problems with the limitations put in place in supermarkets. For instance, they're only letting you have like um, one type of meat or something. Someone was telling me the other day. Yeah. Um, It's been quite tricky for the larger care homes to get enough food in for their residents. So being able to provide fresh produce for them has been brilliant. Um, We've done, we've provided care packages for a domiciliary service as well. So there's, there's been so much really so it's amazing so it's quite varied the support isn't it that you can offer so it's not just although the the kind of brief is vulnerable and isolated again most families now like you said if there's people are unemployed and that's going to have a huge impact on you know what food they can bring in essentially so it's great that we've been able to kind of have this varied approach which has been amazing brilliant so in terms of um kind of how the people get involved so i know we've got our go, go fund crowd fundraising page which has been amazing steve isn't it i think we've raised is it up to 1600 pound now plus it's been phenomenal the, the support we've 1, had from donors 699 pound wow <laughs> that's cemented in there <laughs> i mean that's amazing isn't it i mean we set this up well you set this up well just under two and a half weeks ago yeah about um and that's just go me. i mean we've had cash donations people have been so amazing because my drivers that go out for me, they usually come back with an envelope with a couple of pounds in there, but it's all added up. We've, we've probably done about another 
hundred, hundred and fifty pounds in cash donations as well. Yeah, yeah. So the support has been phenomenal, and I think people do really appreciate having that extra helping hand. And even Absolutely. the ones that are in a aren't in a position to donate, they've they've all said, you know, they know where we are now. So if they need anything in future, and then when they're in a better position themselves, that they'll be willing to donate so that they can help other people. And it yeah. is about that cycle of being in need and then being able to help people who are in need yourself when things have improved. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I've been really infused by, you know, businesses contacting us just saying, look, if you need any support, because I know you've had a lot of donations as well from local restaurants, haven't you? We linked up with the Yarrow, East Kent College. Um, yeah. But there's a few, hasn't there, Steve, that have just literally been throwing food at the front door, to put it bluntly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a bit of a challenge when it comes to the with the fresh food, um, because we are still always seeking out um, freezers and things like that, because um, it's a bit challenging when you get a lot of fresh food in, especially if it's got a short date on it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep much here, um, understandably, because I don't want anything to end up going in the bin. So usually when the fresh food comes in, it goes straight out that same day. Um, yeah. thankfully there's enough of a demand for care packages that I'm able to do that yeah that's amazing and again you've you've implemented some um your little stall haven't you Steve kind of a couple of sessions a week where you people yeah, roll up with all really the... good yeah um we've got um a table that we put out not every day but if I've got excess left over at the end of the day that needs to go out then out the back of the lodge here in Westgate we'll put up a table um usually around about quarter to four sometimes a little bit earlier depending on how much stuff we've got to shift and yeah, um, we abide by all the social distancing rules as all the supermarkets are doing so we've got our little cones you can come and queue up um, two meters apart and then um, I'm normally around or one of my um, volunteers will step in as well and give out things like milk or um, fresh fruit and veg depending on what we've got a surplus of for that day uh, to the local community who are out on their daily walk. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal again. So not only are you doing all the project work, Steve, you're a market trader, that's part-time, it, yeah, rolling yeah. it all out. <laughs> just working on the Cockney accent. Just, just working on the Cockney accent. Yeah. But again, that's amazing because, again, like you said, we don't want to chuck any food away. So I think we, we're we absolutely inundated with food supplies. We're linking in with, um, obviously, Ramsgate Town Council and a few other partners, which has been great. Yeah. But equally, we, we've been given quite a lot of food, haven't we? Fresh produce that people can have. That's it. And it's been donations from the community as well. We're, we're quite lucky because we've got um, a lobby out the front of the lodge, which is um, full of hand sanitizer and things like that. So people can drop donations in and then use the hand sanitizer and um, use the gloves and things like that before they head off again. So it's all it's all regulated quite well here. And then all of those yeah. donations will then go in to help someone else in a care package. Absolutely. And I was just going to add, I think, um, you know, you mentioned about because it's predominantly you, Steve, that manages the, all the care packages. I know we had a couple of volunteers, mm-hmm. but essentially you're the lone wolf, aren't you, running the show it, on the ground? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of got to be that way because, again, with, with regulations, I, yeah, it, the less people handling the stuff that we're sending out, the better at the moment. Um, so that's the way it's got to be. But so far, we haven't missed anyone. Everyone that's asked for something has got it. So. <laughs> absolutely and what we always say you know when people are contacting us you know again we run a service you know so we're a mental health and well-being provider and this is something 
if anything, we set up within a week. So the fact that we've done this and we're trying to make the best out of a difficult situation yeah. is a testament really to what you've done, Stephen, as, as a kind of collective team. Um, but it just shows that anyone can do this. You know, if you put, you put your heart and effort into it and set it up, it, it's, it's going to achieve great results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just kind of to finalise reading it, buddy. So, again, how can people get involved? So if anyone's listening, I mean, we've got millions of listeners, hopefully. <laughs> but if anyone wants to help out or get involved, because I know we've got our kind of strict guidelines in place. Yeah. But um, how can people kind of find out more about the projects and, and the work that you're doing, Steve? Well, there's, there's loads of different things that you can do to get involved. Um, a lot of our volunteers we get from a Facebook page that set up a community even um, called Fanic Coronavirus Assistance. Um, so if people want to get involved in driving deliveries for us then they would sign up on um, uh, their website which you can find on Facebook or online if you just google Fanet Coronavirus Assistance it will come up Um, they will take you through I know that they're looking at getting some DBS checks potentially so if that you haven't got a DBS check that could potentially be taken care of for you Um, so that's one hand donations we say yes to everything because even if it's not food or toiletries that you've got kicking about we always take in entertainment items as well because as we were touching on earlier people are beginning to feel the pinch when it comes to boredom so things like jigsaw puzzles books dvds we say yes to those as well um I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is we will be reopening as a social inclusion centre <laughs> eventually. So it would just be nice if, if you could just remember us when all this is over um, and get involved in some of the projects that will hopefully be starting once we reopen. Definitely. Brilliant. Well said, Steve. So, yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, so, yeah, if anyone does want to find out more about Change Your Minds Kent and the work that Steve's doing with the Lifeboat Project, mm-hmm. you can find out more by visiting www.changeyourmindskent.co.uk. Steve, it's been absolutely brilliant, mate. Um, what are you doing tonight? What's your um, chill out time? It's been absolutely exactly well steve it's been amazing buddy so we'll catch up this week but thank you everyone for listening to this episode and we'll be in touch very very soon thanks steve, steve. take care pal cheers you bye. Too. bye see you soon bye